Welcome back to the Coruscant Nights podcast. We're very happy to have you here. My name is Cooper. Alongside me, as always, is Mark. Hello there. And Jack. This is the way. Yes. Awesome. A Star Wars line. How long have we been waiting? <laughs> Too long. Uh, we've got a great episode for you today. We are going to be discussing our best moments from almost every Star Wars project. We're not going to be doing Resistance or Visions because... Yep. We either haven't seen all of it or haven't seen it at all. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't yeah. be fair to choose a moment from from them. But we are going to be doing all the movies, all the live action shows, and the Slightly. rest of the animated ones. Shall we get into it? Let's, Let's begin. Do it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with The Phantom Menace. Yes. Who's going first? Mark, I think you should. Sure. Uh, no problem. Well, my, my <laughs> choice for The Phantom Menace, I think, is going to be pretty well known. <laughs> and it's the Jewel of the Fates, both the music, because it adds so much just emotion and character behind the fight mm-hmm. but also the fight itself mm-hmm. I mean if you think about it chronologically speaking this is the first like lightsaber duel that's happened in probably hundreds if not thousands of years in yep. Star Wars so just the, the the like emotion and the impact that it has on the storyline is just phenomenal mm. and I think we can all agree it's one of the better scenes of the Phantom Mouse <laughs> maybe if only the best yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've got no complaints I've got no yeah. disagreements with you it's definitely gotta awesome. be gotta be uh, Jewel of the Fates it's yeah. uh, pretty excellent alright Attack of the Clones next uh, one what about unless you want to mention I'll um, mention Phantom um, Menace yeah so if you guys haven't really picked up already, mine was also uh, the ignition. I wrote down Darth Maul ignition where he first, when the first doors open and then he yeah. ignites the lightsaber. I thought that really set what was about to happen. Uh, my other bit more out there one. So we know that some people do love the pod racing scene. I, for one, not the biggest fan, but maybe Normal. if I grew up in the cin- like at the time and watched it in the cinemas, I might have like, whoa, this is so unique and different. Mm-hmm. But the one that I actually picked was building the pod racer. The part when Anakin... I know the Jar Jar bit was a bit silly in there, but I really loved just seeing something so, like, different, like a pod race that we've never seen, but so similar to, like, a car getting worked on or yeah, some sort of race racing vehicle. I just really loved that and how his friends were on the side going, yeah, let's help him <laughs> and, you know, do all this kind of stuff. And then you got the... In that pod race kind of scene just after, you got Wizard. So, how cool is <laughs> that? Kind of wizard. Wizard. So, wizard. Yeah, so let's... Uh, I think... That's a, a bit of an underrated scene, but definitely not the best, because obviously Darth Maul is just... You can't top that. Yeah. Can okay. So, shall I begin with the yeah, attack? Do it. Yeah, yeah, do it. All right, so... We should have differing ones here. Yeah, with this one's... So, this one I really, really can't wait to talk about, because I really think it's a scene that doesn't get talked about that much. I would call it a scene, but it's more like a montage. So, it's actually the part when Anakin's on Tatooine, and he's going to go find his mum. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when he yeah. gets sent off on his own, when he goes, I'm going to go, I have to go find my mum. And he goes through, and he gets him talking to the Jawas, and all this kind of stuff. And you've got, actually, a bit of the Jewel of the Fates returning. Mm-hmm. And it parallels, kind of showing that this is another turning point yep. for Anakin. Like, when the first one in Phantom Menace was, if Qui-Gon survived that, everything could have changed for... Anakin, and this is another bit where it kind of like, oh, if his mum was free before, or if he came earlier, she wouldn't be in a situation that could have changed his emotions mm-hmm. again. But hearing that, and then seeing his kind of switch when he finds his mum, and then obviously killing the Tuscans is such a impactful, different thing, and it, and it shows where he's kind of falling, and I, it's just unreal. What I love as well about that sort of uh, montage of scenes, mm-hmm. as you put it, is how the lighting changes as well oh, from yeah. day to... And it gets darker Dust. and darker. Yeah. As he, and then when he gets to the Tuscan Raiders, night. it's night. Yeah, unreal. Showing again that changing character. Not a lot of... Um, apart from when he goes to his mum, there's not a lot of... There's no... um, What's it called? Communicational, verbal 
written script or at no, all. It's just yeah. him and his emotions, and you see the collage of yep. where he's stopping through, and it, it's unreal. And honorable mention. Don't know if it's going to be. Uh, uh, you know what? I might save it because if it's someone else's, then I don't want to okay. take it. So let, yeah, let's go. All right. Do you want to go? Uh, sure, I'll go. I'm going on the same sort of topic as last time. I'm going to say in the duel at the end <laughs> with Count and uh, Obi and, and Anakin, and eventually Yoda. Unreal. And actually, you know, I wanted to mention just first of all how I find the whole movie to be a bit underrated. Mm. Oh, yeah. of the clones, 100%. like it's honestly, up there is one of my more favorite ones, mm-hmm. which. I feel like a lot of the community doesn't actually hold that opinion. So I actually kind of found it difficult to pinpoint one One, exact moment. So that's why I've just gone with the climax of the film with, you know, the the duel and Mm -hmm. and even seeing Count Dooku for one of the first times. Very powerful. Yeah, with Mm. the Sith Lord and using his strong force powers Mm -hmm. in a different manner to the Jedi. And even, again, with Anakin, how his character changes again after he loses Mm. his arm. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, I'm going for a bit more of an obscure moment. I mean, it's probably not one that I don't think anyone would pick as their favourite. Um, I didn't want to pick the obvious one, like, in the Coliseum. Coliseum yeah. I thought it was good, but I kind of preferred the moment uh, leading up to it, which was in the Droid, droid Factory. factory. <laughs> I had that with, written down. Uh, Anakin and Padme, and them kind of... They were working together, but also separately mm. doing their own thing. Um, but I just thought it was pretty yep. uh, innovative in the way that they were kind of... It wasn't a traditional scene person or villain or enemy they were fighting. Mm. It was like they were fighting the factory. The it was kind of weird. And then you got C-3PO and R2-D2 <laughs> being comedic just, geniuses. Yeah. So you throw them in there and it's a great scene. Also like to mention that this scene and level was so fun to play in the complete side. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's why it was so memorable for I me. I kept dying as R2-D2. Yeah, but you couldn't... Yeah. yeah. And then the R2 scream as well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. every time I think of the droid factory scene, all I think of is when C-3PO's body and hand gets switched with yeah. the battle droid. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's very funny. So honestly, that was my honourable mention too, oh, there you because go. it was oh, just yeah. so imprinted I'm glad, in I'm my I'm glad head. you didn't say that. Yes, yeah, gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, uh, can I go Revenge of the Sith first? Sure. Let's do it. So again, I feel like you might have this scene. Maybe. I don't think you'll have it. Uh, look, Revenge of the Sith, great scenes. Mm. We've got Anakin versus Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. Grievous versus Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. some great moments. I've gone for something very, very low-key, but very, very impactful. And it's Padme's ruminations. Ruminations. Oh, yeah. I like okay. that as well. Nice. And that is the moment where Padme and Anakin are looking at each other from the Jedi Temple oh. and the apartment. <laughs> and they're just looking at each other, and there's just so much emotion. The and music. I remember seeing a comment on a YouTube video saying it was like a calm before the storm moment. Mm-hmm. It's like... This is Anakin. It's like they're both two lovers that just can't be together. They're just being forced apart by uh, by others that just you know they're Mm. not letting them be together, and that's Mm. all they want to do. And ironically, it's it's the it's the impetus for Anakin that he wants to be together using Palpatine, who told him he could keep Padme. And I think almost this is like Anakin's realization that I've got to, I've got to, I've got to save Padme. Yeah. That is actually, I want to follow up on that because that was exactly my one too. Oh, really? that scene. <laughs> but I did have a second one. This is why when, every, like, we all joked around together actually before when, when we pitched this idea for the uh, podcast YouTube video was um, we're going to have a lot of similar scenes and, oh, Revenge of the Sith, everyone's going to pick the final battle. But mm. I actually had that moment and this moment was the two that I would like to talk about, which was actually Anakin killing the Separatist leaders on Mustafa. Yeah, great. So, 
and that scene starts with obviously him closing the doors and then the Darth Vader music happening and then they're begging for all their lives and then by the end which is where I cut it off is where he's crying looking over the lava fields which I think is also just another very emotional scene where he's like he's known what he's done mm. this is after the younglings this is after the temple slaughtering and stuff so it's it's kind of like I've gone so far already in so little time yeah. so that was the two scenes that I wanted to mention uh, nice. well yeah. kind of I have a feeling none of you would pick this even though I feel like both of you should was the fight again the fight with, <laughs> between Obi and Anakin yeah. I think it's obvious and someone has to mention it's it, the best one the repercussions yeah. of it but even just the whole action and choreography itself mm. the fight and the fact that it went on for such a long amount of time compared <laughs> to the others yeah like it's just so engaging and everything but mm. I had also another small mention of mm. uh, Palpatine's speech to the yep. Senate yep. and the fall of the Republic and the rising of the Empire. Loves that. He loves that. I, I love, love it so much. <laughs> I ha- I just had to mention that as well. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Those two probably are some of my favourite mm. scenes from that film. Do you want to kick definitely. us off for the original trilogy? All right. Well, A New Hope. I One of my all-time favourites, again... Mm. Found it kind of hard actually to pick a specific Same. moment. Same. So Same. what I did is I picked one that I feel like, in terms of actual filmmaking, was a really great scene, mm. which is when Luke looks out into the sunset of the mm. twin suns and it plays the Force theme, and mm. Anakin's just looking. I mean, Luke's just looking out into the into the sky, you know, hoping for his, a different life. His dreams of escaping Tatooine. Mm. And I feel like it's just, it shows his character that mm-hmm. he's been stuck on this farm in the middle of a desert for his whole life. Yeah. All he wants to do is go and explore. And little mm. does he know what's really out there waiting for him. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Very well put. Very, Very good. Well put. That's actually a really good one. Yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah, sure. So I've gone the Mark route for the past one and done a pretty obvious one. I love the trench, the trench run yeah. and the blowing up of the Death Star. So the reason why I put it in this one and obviously not as you guys will figure out I didn't use it as the other one for the other Death Star but um, I just loved how it kind of concluded the movie on its own and felt like its own unique thing while mm. not also trying to set up the future ones which I think are some of the sequel ones kind of set up the next one instead of capping off their own movie with their tone from start to finish and obviously it was because it was meant to just be a one and done kind of thing with Star Wars but um, yeah Unreal Ending the them kind of using this kind of technology of not CGI but building the model props and making yeah, it look miniature yep. in, in a big scale was just unreal from ILM and yeah just overall great um, use of was uh, character development with Darth basically about to kill his own son <laughs> you, know? I you know yeah and um, Han coming in saving the day Luke using his force abilities so it's just unreal mix of everything I and had the trench run as well as yeah, a sort climate. of mention so. so I've gone a si- very similar yeah. I'm gonna kind of put it down I did have attack on the Death Star okay but I'm gonna change the concept <laughs> because I like the whole ending scene but the preparation getting ready for the attack on the Death yep. Star and Yavin 4. Mm. I think that's probably my favourite moment just because you get the vibe, it's like, we're off to war, let's go, yep. let's go Wind fight. Day. Let's yep. go against, let's go up against these Possibly. insurmountable odds mm. and let's go take down this, we know the plan, we've got the Death Star plans, we know the weakness, mm. let's go, you in, know. In, enact it kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, so I just, I really like that spirit Hopefully. of the rebellion. And, and if you think about it, like, they're kind of insane, really. Mm. They only oh, yeah. sent a few squadrons of yeah. fighters up against the whole army. an entire, like, moon-sized battle station as 
squadrons and squadrons and squadrons mm. of fighters and turrets yeah. all over its surface. Is that so. a minor plot hole, maybe? They need to actually send more, because that is literally shouldn't have been possible whatsoever, yeah. but... Yeah. And for a space station that size, it's yeah. like, holy moly, yeah. why is that all you're sending <laughs> to, defend it, to defend it? Yes, indeed. Yeah. I also want to give a quick yeah. mention as well, just Tarkin as a character and his mm -hmm. scene and interaction with Leia mm -hmm. when she's taken prisoner. I just thought I should mention that because, I don't know, I just, I love the whole concept, you know, of the, of the Empire itself and the high-ranking <sighs> Imperial officers yeah. intimidating, like, a member of the actual Imperial Senate, mm. whether it's been disbanded or not, mm. and a princess mm. of, a, of an entire planet. Yep. So. Of a peaceful yeah. planet as well. Yep. Peaceful. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Do you want to kick us off for Empire? Me? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. I should start off saying this was by far the most difficult one. Mm. I only put my scene in like 20 <laughs> minutes ago, just before we started. Uh, and that's simply because... I almost don't feel like there's a very standout moment. I just think the whole film is very solid. Yeah. Like, it's it's one big, great Action moment. Scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had that as well, the whole movie. So, <laughs> yeah. I've had to compromise. I've gone with uh, Luke going into the, the Force Cave on Dagobah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I just... I, I like that it's almost... Well, it is foreshadowing for, for Luke and, obviously, his relation to the Dark Lord of the Sith, mm. but I don't know, it was just, uh, even the silence in the in the cave as well, the I think eeriness. that's very eerie, I don't know, it was a good, it was a good scene, Perfect. and you can, can add on to that, obviously. Face as well. yep. yep, that's almost a foreshadowing that didn't end up coming into fruition, mm. but was a plausible outcome yep. for the way the party's going on, yep. kind of thing, so yep. if you want to... Oh, you want me to go yeah, next? Sure, well... I've gone with, again, there was many great moments mm. in this movie, but I decided to go with the Battle of Hoth, which, personally, I feel like doesn't get as much attention yeah. as it should. 100%. Like, as a, it's at the start. It's at the very beginning, so people, just, so people yeah. kind of forget about it, because there's so many other major Good moments after, that happen yeah. after it. But just, like, the scene, I always think of the scene of, like, the mm. rebel troopers in the trenches yeah. up against the AT-ATs. It's almost like, you know, in Battlefront, the game. Oh, yeah, 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 All yeah, the yeah. trenches at the end of the AT-ATs. And STs. Walking, and STs, yeah, walking yeah. towards you. And mm. there's almost no hope of defeating them. So and then just, the tying up. Oh, yeah, so, so. The, the troops have just got to evacuate as fast as they can. Yeah. And, and then Darth Vader storming Echo Base as well. Like, yeah. I feel like the whole scene there of Hoth is just... A bit un yeah. I don't know if I'd say underrated, but underlooked. Underlooked, sort of, yeah. yeah. Over maybe overlooked. Overlooked, that's overlooked, the word. Yeah. Overlooked. Uh, so, yeah, um... My first one was the training nightmare scene with Star. Sorry. <laughs> so it's quite funny. Um, but once again, when we have double ups in this, it kind of just shows how good these scenes are. Like kind of objectively, I would like to say, because a lot of people like to talk about them, of course. But um, the one I'm, I'm going to have to talk about here, because once again, it's like the Anakin and everyone, you can't forget mm. this scene. And obviously, I, w I wanted to be in the theatres when this first came out. Oh, yeah. Everyone Everyone best movie of all time to watch in the cinema. Yeah. What a twist. Is Luke versus Darth on Cloud City. So, starting from all the way from when they're in the carbonite, um, carbon freezing chamber, then to the end of where Luke's hanging by a thread, basically, is just perfect start to finish. The fighting, how Darth shows him up when Luke starts to think that he's actually powerful and then Darth's just like no <laughs> so uh, and then that and then Darth's revelation Luke not believing it the acting from Mark Hamill is iconic as ever yeah. and um just it's just perfect it's it's yes it might not have the best choreography but 
it does so much more with the emotion and the connections of the two characters when a lot of times, for example, I want to quickly just branch off a little bit here, but General Grievous and Obi-Wan, we never really had a connection if you're excluding the Clone Wars and everything like that. It's just a droid versus a, a, a Jedi, <laughs> basically. You know what I mean? So there's no emotional stakes there, really. It's more just... Oh yeah, if he takes out Grievous, then then there's no, there's no leader for him. Mm-hmm. But this one's like father and son. He's not believing in it at the end, and it's a big plot twist. And obviously, with the internet back then, there was no internet, so you couldn't get spoiled. Like um, the sequel movie, some of the things that got spoiled straight after they came out. But yeah, fantastic scene has to be mentioned, and that's my em- has to has to be mentioned. Can I just say something? And this is gonna sound ridiculous. Yeah. Um, wouldn't it have been nuts if General Grievous was like, I am your father to Obi-Wan? Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't know Obi-Wan's father, and General Grievous is, you know, was a, he was a alien. person before yeah. a, 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 so a cyborg. An so alien, yeah. That would be not, nuts. Not the mum or the, I don't even know, uh, whatever you want to call them at, in their species, but could have been a human? Maybe. Speculation. So, return. Who wants to go? Um, I'll go. Okay. Okay. Uh, mine is pretty simple, and this has been my favourite scene, maybe in all of Star Wars for a very long time, mm. and it's the celebration on Endor, mm. right at the very end. Mm. I just, I think that, first of all, I love the music. The, the music yeah, is great. incredible. Mm. Um, it really feels euphoric, and a <laughs> sense of triumph. Yeah, yeah, music. not the nub-nub, whatever the other thing was. <laughs> that was that's terrible. Um, but, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> nub-nub. But... I just really liked. <laughs> What's going on? Sorry, that's fine. The portrayal of it was. <laughs> I really liked the way that. I don't know. It just it captured this the the, the victory of. <laughs> sorry, the, the rebels and finally winning and the relief, winning so the, winning the war and relief. it feels earned and relief. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to go yeah. on your mark to go? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, this is going back to the prequel sort of things, um, but the momentous battle between Luke and Darth Vader, father and son, yeah. Jedi and Sith, mm. and the redemption of Vader himself, mm. or Anakin, I should say, really, the yep. redemption of Anakin, yeah. Palpatine's attempt to convert Luke even up until the last moments, mm-hmm. and how Luke's willpower is just, it's too strong to mm. be. It may be, you know... He may be tempted by the dark side, but it's never enough to fool him, fully uh, pull him to the dark side. So mm. I thought even just the actual, like, you know, when Luke's up on the high ground and Vader's throwing his lightsaber, mm. just the whole battle is, as a film as well, as what it means, like the the emotional yeah. kind of aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when Vader has his Redemption. son pretty yeah. much at, at lightsaber point. Yeah. And then he gets redeemed. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you actually said it, but the music and the, oh, like, the yes, chorus. the music. Especially the scene at the very end of when the fight mentions... where the camera oh, yeah. moves along from the staircase, like the destroyed yeah. staircase along to the bridge. Mm. That is, that might actually, that might be my favourite scene. <laughs> Sorry, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's really good. Honourable mention for it then. Um, so mine was also Throne Room. Uh, yeah. However, there actually is two scenes which are very small, I would like to say, in the whole entirety of the frame, apart from the second one. I'll mention them quickly. The first one, which I don't think gets that much conversation about it, is actually when you first see Luke come into um, Jabba's palace, when okay. he's got the hoodie cloak on, and he actually force chokes mm. the Gamorreans. Yep. This makes you think, if you're watching it for the first time, has he turned evil? 
by the and, time this yeah. one's come out. And the fact that is he's he a wearing Sith? all black. All black. Well. Is he a Sith? He's used a, a, an ability that we've only seen Darth use. Mm. So it's like, whoa. And I'd also like yeah. to add just quickly, up until about two months till it's released, mm. it's called Revenge of the Jedi. Yep, so... Very sinister, man. Very sinister. And you know what? Yeah. Just, I want to build on that point, because you just reminded <laughs> me of something. Oh, no. One of my favourite kind of... I don't know what meta language, if that's what you call it, yeah. or, well, as a film, so. but... Yeah. How he wears all black the whole film, and then yeah. right at the end when he fights his father, and the the little front of his chest bit peels open, and then it reveals that on the inside it's, it's white. Pure. And yeah, it's like oh, I didn't know that. Force. Yeah, that's so he's wearing yeah. his outward appearance. The mm-hmm. whole film is kind of dark side, like vibes. Anakin was in the prequels, exactly. which we obviously didn't get. But then. Right at the end, when Anakin gets redeemed and, and the whole fight happens, it After opens the up. electrocution. It reveals that he's been wearing on the inside, the light, light. side the entire time. Yeah. He can't be corrupted. You know what would have been cool, corrupt. actually, if they went this way? And when, in the, you know, in the funeral scene, that mm. was actually my next one, the funeral scene, yeah. and Darth Vader's unmasking because it traumatised me as a kid, because it was the first movie I watched when I was young, and seeing Darth's head all scarred, and I was like, whoa. Um... <laughs> But I'd like to mention that if imagine in the funeral scene, if he switched his, it was a reversible costume. And yeah, he switched it was to all white, white. Oh, no. like that a circle, cool, but like yeah. a funeral, yeah. But how cool would it have been? Like, oh, he's now yeah, like a the white cloak. Yeah, that would be, be sick. Anyway, so those were my two. A bit less um, talked about. I like to say, like everyone talks yeah. about the throne room and everything else. So yeah, that's that's my one for that. If I'll Do continue Force for Awakens, yeah. Force Awakens. Now this movie is interesting. <laughs> There's actually not a lot that I have as a pinnacle moment. Mm, there's here. there's two that I think I mentioned to Cooper a bit long ago, and I would like to mention them both. And I'm, oh, I'll mention one first, because once again, I don't want to take away if it is. Uh, it's the part where Kylo um, kills Han. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a word to oh, <laughs> say something no. kills. But, so the reason why I love this so much is, I love Han, um... But I was also a bit sad when he died. However, it was kind of already spoiled beforehand because Harrison was talking about how he wants Han to die all the time, his character. So it was it lost a bit of the emotion. However, I loved how it was kind of a set of really good tone for Kylo's character on how he's trying to get rid of all the good from his past by visi- like physically killing his father, which I think is something that is actually a lot more serious than maybe people like don't realise. You know what I mean? Like, Darth never, like straight up killed his, mm. you know, mum or anything. He loved his mum. Obviously, we don't know who his father was, but, like, we, we we never really seen, like, some Sith Lord kill his, you know... I have a question for mm. you. Do you think that that was Kylo's decision to kill Han, or it was... Influence over Snoke's... Snoke's orders. True. I would like to think that it was his decision to think that he's, you know, this has to solidify his life now. And I, I would like to mention, though, too, I don't like the scene after it because I really don't like um, how Rey beat... Kylo in the forest, but that's beside the point. I love the emotion of Chewbacca's um, scream after how Han hand just leaves his face up right before he falls, mm. and you see Kylo still a bit like standing there, like what have I just got done, kind of thing. Sets a brilliant tone, and yeah, so it was a very good scene. Here's a question that we don't need to ponder, but mm. where did Han exactly fall, fall to? Yeah, what is that? What did he land on the floor of something, or is it just well, a hollow? Well, yeah, very straight. Had to have to have landed somewhere. Well, he might have it could have been like a trash be compact oh, or an energy was... core or something. He might have got vaporized. Yeah, like we've, uh, Either way, the planet got blown up. So he died yeah, anyway. He yeah. survived that fool somehow. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Do you want to go, Mark? Sure, I'll go. And as everyone knows, I'm not a huge sequel fan, mm. so my next three won't be super exciting. <laughs> and uh, Force Awakens, I've always said, is my favourite of the three. Mm. But I actually kind of found it hard to pick 
a favourite moment. So I've kind of gone more general with the Battle of... Well, I said Battle of Takadana. I kind mm. of like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. With the troopers yeah. and the X-Wings. And, and Poe showing his yeah. skills. But I was going to say, when you were talking, you kind of made me think of Poe as a when you're talking about Starkiller Base as mm. a character. Mm. I, I think Poe is one of the more structured things in the sequels, if that makes Start sense. Start to finish, kind of, like, yeah. He, he's just... He's, I don't know how to describe it. He's got, it seems to be written better than the other characters. Mm. And and, I th- and you made me think of when Finn rescues him at the start mm. and they're in the TIE fighter mm. and they're getting to know each other. I actually quite liked that I mean, scene. So I think I might too. even go for that one. Yeah. It shows, it kind of shows their characters. And, and how, then why they're so close yeah, later on exactly. too because he was the one that saved like him. Mm-hmm. How Finn is like, even though he's a stormtrooper, mm. he's still a person. And has feelings and, yeah. you know, yeah. I feel like you got to give credit to uh, Oscar Isaac and mm. John Boyega because yeah. they really bring the emotion of that yeah. scene out. Mm. Um, yeah, I just thought that needed to be yeah, mentioned. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm. All right, I'll finish The Force Awakens off. Um, I've gone a moment that I feel like you might go, oh, why didn't I pick that? Uh, I've gone with General Hux's speech. Oh, mm. yeah. I should have picked that. Right before they ex- absolutely obliterate the Hosnian system, yeah. um, General Hux gives a very resounding speech, mm. screams at the top of his lungs about how much the New Republic is terrible and how much the First Order will wipe them from the face of the galaxy, which they do. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I just, I really like um, the passion, I guess, and the way that um, Donald Gleeson delivers it is mm. very, very good. So yep. That I I love The Force Awakens. Everyone who's watching this knows I love The Force Awakens. And sequels. I think it's a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. But <laughs> but this was probably the standout moment for me, just because we've seen Tarkin and like Vader and even Palpatine. They're not like downright. No, hang on, hang on. They're very <laughs> evil. No, they're very toned down and very expressionless, in my Tone, opinion. Toned down. At least with Hux, he feel it, we haven't seen a scene like that before. We haven't seen someone. Krennic, I guess, yeah. Well, yes, he technically did it too. But that was after the Force Awakens, so this was the first time we've seen a First Order or Imperial officer absolutely scream their lungs out at their troopers, mm. saying, "Watch this, we're about to do some crap that is going to change I the galaxy." To the I do. I have always actually liked that scene. You you remind He's, me of it. Yeah. But that scene. Great, but in episode nine, when he's the spy, no, okay, I know it's, but that's not it's really. Quite, I feel like, I know it's not exactly related because mm. it's more of a power play mm. as a spy, but I feel like it just kind of diminishes that mm. whole character building from that scene. Well, yeah, yeah, I did, I did make a comment. I said, "Shame we lost this version of the character." Yeah, exactly. Well, see, I know it's not a debating video because it's personal favorites. However. That scene did not resonate with me because we never actually saw the build-up of them kind of gaining the troops, gaining that power through mm. Starkiller Base. Mm. And he's just some random guy with a hat that we really <laughs> didn't get no context on. So I'm like, who's this, who's, this, who's this guy shaking his head profusely going, I'm like, who are you? Like, who are you? I don't care. I think that goes to just show how good the performance is. Even if the context... No, but see, mine was like, this guy looks silly in my opinion. Like, I didn't take it personally. Like, it's not like Darth or Tarkin or... Yeah, someone who's got a builder. I'm like, there's some random guy standing on the stage thinking it's him. Like he's him. <laughs> You're not him. I said to Cooper actually before this, I would have thought it would have been much more impactful if Kylo one was Kylo Ren was the one to 
have that order and scream his lungs out, kind of showing his dominance over all those kind of troopers. Like in the Last Jedi, on crate. Yeah, well, instead of like, well, not like just like fire all, yeah, mm-hmm. more just like he's the one that demanded that order to destroy. Because yeah. then he would have been personally kind of the one that operated all that system to be destroyed instead of some random. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but some random guy in a hat who's just, you know, looking like a fool, in my opinion. So, I didn't resonate with that. Um, but I would like to mention that the other one I had was Thick Start, where Kylo freezes the yeah. bolt and kills yeah, the town, a, basically. That really set the tone perfectly. That too, is a great start to a Star Wars yeah, 100%. When I watched that in the cinemas, I was goosebumps. Mm. Chills all over. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry to dismiss your, your, yeah. your scene, but that's just my opinion with that's that. Right. So, yeah. Let's um, move to The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is probably the best movie... Of the... No, I'm joking. This is a really good movie. Uh, and there's a... Hey, if you don't like the movie, you've got to appreciate that there's a couple of really cool scenes. Shots, I'll say. Scenes. Shots, I'll scenes. say. Shots, I'll say. Let's, let's stick with scenes. Let's hear what he has to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start. Now, I don't know what you guys have. I'm not going to mention it because I feel like you do um, have them. <clears throat> if, if you don't have them, I will mention them okay. later. I really love Yoda's appearance. Mm. This is so See, underappreciated. Oh, yeah. First of all, this was the most shocking moment for me in the cinema when I saw it. I'm like, I did not expect Yoda to be in this film. Mm. And I just, I love the way he toys with Luke a bit at the start. He's kind of, you know, um, page turners they are not. With the, the Jabba's vibe with that, I guess. Yeah, I just, I don't know. And it kind of shows the power Yoda has and also how wise he is to basically just go to Luke. Look, I know you are so broken as a character, mm. but, you know... Learn to live with failure and persevere from it. And I love that lesson. And I think it's something that Luke, in that state, really needed to hear. And obviously, he goes and makes a sacrifice. Can I Kate. jump in? Mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned his needs to learn to live with his mistakes or whatever it was you just said there. His failures. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like that's what it was in The Empire Strikes Back. Mm. When he lost to Darth Vader and he lost his hand. Mm. And then he went to Yoda in episode six. Mm. I feel like that is what you've said mm. about like learning from his failures. Because mm. I feel like at this point, and we've said it so many times on the podcast, yeah. that we feel, me and Jack at least, yeah. feel like Luke isn't portrayed the best in these films. Because mm. in my Reverse personal opinion, his, yeah. in my opinion, he should, he's already learned Learned that him. lesson. And then yeah. as we see in like Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian, and yeah, um, he was. He's, yeah, he's become. You know, Jedi Luke. Mm. So I feel like uh, this he's is just, it's just back. going back to the whole age of this isn't the proper Luke. But I'm like, opinion. at this point of his age, he should be like even after the failure of the temple being exploded, he should be like, I need to fix this kind mm. of thing. Even excluding the whole. I need to come up with thing. a better model for this. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to? Sure, I'll yeah. go. Yeah. As everyone knows, not my favorite movie, <laughs> so I couldn't actually pick a moment from the film. Oh god! But what I've done is I've picked kind of an environment from mm. the film, which is the Ark 2 scenes, mm. the planet, but the shots of the island mm. off the coast of Ireland. Mm. I just, I love... This is <laughs> really? Going, this it's, really? He picked an island. It's going completely... You could say Ark 2 as a planet, as a, but but I'm just... Place. The, I don't know, the, the shots, the shots themselves, this, this makes me think of Lord of the Rings. I love just watching the landscape. You're talking about Lord of the Rings. I love, I just love looking at the landscape of the film. He just likes that opening shot of the one. Let me go. You can't, 
you can't dismiss the fact that it's such a nice looking place. Like yes. the green, the green. The yeah, but you're not going to go, oh yeah, Takadana was cool because it looked nice. It was nice and green. Well, that That's was, my favourite moment, seeing that, Takadana. That was actually one of the reasons I picked Takadana as well. <laughs> the environment. You've got to think of the set building and the world building themselves are part of movies as well. Yes. So, like, I think... A planet. Yes, there was one other mention which was okay, from yeah. the movie, yep. but, but again, it's nothing super important. The Battle it's, of Crate. No, oh, it's a sound effect. Of... Oh my god, a sound effect. The whole maneuver kind of has a seismic charge esque sort of sound. So, I mean, this doesn't, is he doesn't like the movie. to a new level. Hey, look, you got to even give credit to the people who pick locations. For the oh it's not all about the riders and what the, the actors. Battle of Crate? They look beautiful. Yeah, it was pretty good, but like. <laughs> Crate was definitely one of the better parts of the movies, but yeah. hey, we've got to give credit to to the you know, to. <laughs> the, the people in the in the making of the film who come up with hey, sets, locations, technically. And I'm gonna break your heart here. Technically, it was the people in the Force Awakens who decided mm. it because that was well, it was at the end. So you're not really giving any but this credit was, to yeah, but this was more. shown more in yeah, this. It was. Movie. It was had more of an impact in this film. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. that's right. a good one. Can, can, is I, that st- it? I stand by it. <laughs> well, okay. I will come in yeah. with a, an actual scene. Oh, okay. um, so I'm actually surprised you didn't do Battle of Crate because we all know how you love Grand Warfare. I did consider and, it. Yeah, and especially Battlefront 2 references. So, but um, my one is actually the... I, I switched up a little bit. It is actually the um, scene where Kylo is gaining the, uh, trying to gain the support of Rey. In the, with Snoke? Um, after the battle that they did in the room of the throne room, yeah, where he's like, take my hand, you know, let go of the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. And he's screaming at her, kind of to like, you're still holding on, let go, go. you know? So I love, I just, I just love that, and it kind of set at me excited, like, for, from the first half of that movie, when I was watching it in the cinema, I did not like it, I was like, (laughs) I was like, what's going on here? And then after I was like, here we go. We're turning up the dial. It's gonna get heated. It's getting, you know, it's cooking up a storm kind of thing. And then it didn't. But, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, that scene on its own was still great. And the the fire of like all the burning stuff after the battle. To, and then you just see Stokes' body in half. Yeah, it was just perfect. Perfect. Choreography aside, the co- uh, the Kylo the Ren versus Ray, Kylo and Ray fight against the Praetorian Guards was insane. Choreography could have been better, and that would have been the, probably one of my favorite fight scenes in the whole Star Wars if it would actually make sense. But yes. I can't watch that fight without seeing that Praetorian yeah. guy just go <laughs> after knifing in range. Anyway, oh, but yeah, that anyway, fight is just yeah. Oh, it's I a comedy show. Yeah, it is. That, it's not. It looks fantastic. But I love, I love the the any, anything with Kylo in these sequels are just. I, I, actually, I think it's a running theme. Everything has been from mine has been Kylo Ren related. So, yeah, no surprise. Yeah, no I surprise. would just mention one more thing. Mark kind of mentioned it. The Holdo maneuver is actually pretty cool, and the whole visual aspect of it as well is really visual good. Visual aspect is good. Visual Bye. and audio is great, but plot actual, storytelling and yeah. actual making sense logic, mm. no. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, let's, uh, get let's over. The we sequels. have to get through the sequels yeah. here. Right, yeah, no, I'm really disappointed film. in you guys. <laughs> All right, who wants to start? I'll re- I'll finish it up. I'll go, f- go. No, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go first okay. because mine's pretty simple, and I actually did pick it's a another moment. planet. Thank God, it's, not, <laughs> it's another planet. It's it's more. It is an actual <laughs> moment, <laughs> and I haven't seen the movie in such a long time. But this this scene, I actually enjoyed it. So that's saying something. Oh my gosh, it's, it's Raylo. No, that's one of my least favourite parts of the film. My, I think my favourite part of that film is when all the Jedi have their voiceovers at the end. And you can hear, you know, Obi-Wan and... One, I don't know why, but it's always stuck with me that Kanan, that Kanan speaks. Yeah. It always... 
don't know. It's always been leaving yeah. in my head like, and Kanan uh, wasn't really, and I don't I don't know how to put it. Like it wasn't an important was Jedi. He like wasn't one of the main ones, you know, in the order or in the training of yeah. of Padawans. So. Yeah. But you know, it's crazy. Freddie Prince Jr. didn't want to do it. Yeah, mm. no, he didn't want to want to come back because well, it diminishes his, his importance. He, uh, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, really I like just, what he said, I just liked that. You know, you could hear it was a bit of a cameo moment. Yeah, but that's good. yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. I was gonna say because um, maybe it's uh, representative of the fact that Kanan was a Padawan during Order sixty six. So oh, maybe yeah. he's representing that sort of part mm. of the Jedi Order. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, nice. Um, my hot take here is that this is actually my most enjoyable sequel movie to watch, and um, even though I scoffed at that bit, I just think that that wasn't actually. Not even. I've got so many from this movie that I actually really like, Ex- excluding that. Like plot aside, I love so many scenes in this movie. Um, so when you finish it up, I'd like to say a couple of honorable mentions just yeah, in sure. case I take it over. Uh, first one is actually this is such a actually no. I say that one for the honorable mention because it's very small. But my main one I probably should say is a redemption with Leia. Okay, I didn't like how Ray stabbed Kylo and the Force healing. I didn't like the Force healing. However, the whole bit where Kylo was actually finally the first time in the in the trilogy actually showed that he should be far more powerful than Rey when he was overpowering her and then that whole fight with the with the water crashing down on him and then when he goes to do the final strike it kind of just pauses and Leia and I think it did actually a good thing for Leia considering Rip Carrie Fisher like I think it gave her a good send-off to actually have her do an important thing for such an important character in that trilogy and I just really, really loved that whole bit and yeah, it just made a big impact on Kylo's character and his redemption to good, which I also loved. I can't say I remember the part with Leia. What was that? She yeah. just lied on the bed and basically spoke out to um, Kylo and gave her force essence, kind of her life for Kylo to not turn or not be evil anymore kind of thing. So, I don't know, I loved it. I really liked that Fair scene. Enough. Yeah. Uh, I had two moments that I couldn't really pick from. One of them was that uh, mm. I've really well not that I like I've really enjoyed the last lightsaber battle I think it was very well done mm. and the ending really surprised me I'm like oh crap Kylo Ren's gonna die no I, I hated that I don't know I just thought it was interesting yeah um, it was an interesting way to end it and the setting was perfect mm. on the on the the Forest, Death Star yeah. trench mm. well not trench but you know the remains the wall I mm. guess. Uh, I'll go with the other scene, and very similar to my Return of the Jedi, it was the celebration on Agent Class at the mm. very end of the film. Yes, a lot of it's forgettable, and it's a lot of people just kind of giving each other hugs. hugs. <laughs> but my favourite moment, and the bit that makes me tear up every time, and I don't know why, is pregnant. when Ray and Finn <laughs> and Poe hug each other. Mm. I don't know why, it just, it makes me so happy. Mm. I just, uh, it, yeah, that's my favourite movie. Okay, that's good. Film. My favourite part of this movie actually is... The ending. Somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> yeah, so We fine. don't talk about that on Coruscant. No. But, um, Only as a joke. Yeah. But the two that I like to mention that were small scenes that I loved and gave more character, because Kylo Ren's like probably, if not my favourite, second favourite. Um, the scene where he actually force lifts the guy onto the roof and goes, you know, oh, refining yeah. her. That felt showing like... powerful. That was like Kylo Ren going... Yeah. That was horror mode Yeah, Kylo Ren. And bef- the scene before that... Him building his helmet back. Love the design. Love the um, kind of reference to real life, you know, piecing something back together. Great symbolism for his character, trying to cover up his kind of um, fearness of becoming good again, kind of, to try to see, like, oh, this helmet will make me who I need to be, but it doesn't in, in actuality. So it's kind of like the mask over mm. his character. So mm. love, love those two scenes and everything with Carlo in this movie, I think is 
the best for him, even when he's good. I think he has the best scenes in this movie, and that's why I love the movie more than the other ones. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that ends the Skywalker saga. Should we move to Rogue One? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Uh, I'll start. So... My, my, the way I described this, I said, Jetta City goes boom. Yeah. Now, that's great. I'm going to read my description word for word because I feel like I put it very well. Everything about this scene is perfect. The muted explosion alongside Galen's explanation is incredible. And the same time that Jetta City goes boom, the quote is, or what Galen says, one blast to any part of it will destroy the entire station. And I just feel like that's such good visualization of what will happen to the Death Star eventually, mm-hmm. that it will go boom. So, and I don't know, just the intensity of the scene as well, and the rumbling of the ground, and the escape from Jetta City as well. Oh, one of my favorite movies and my favorite scene in the movie. I would like to follow up because he said the best. That is my favorite one too. So, <laughs> five. That's probably really loud, but that is my favorite scene. And so I'm just going to make a quick little thing to note at the end because that was my main favourite one that I thought was actually not going to get mentioned, but I love the tests and I love everything about mm. it. I love how Krennic was trying yep. to up-show Tarkin yep. too. Um, but Darth scene at the end, iconic, beautiful lighting, beautiful visuals, beautiful sound, beautiful stakes, beautiful foreshadowing. However, the cape flapping at the end doesn't make sense because why is there wind in, in space? But don't worry about that. Everything else was perfect. So, yep, I'm not going to even say any more because he covered it perfectly. Yep, all valid, very valid points. I can't argue at all because I... Well, I wrote basically just the whole movie itself. <laughs> nice, yeah. But it's too hard to pick just one yeah. specific yeah. moment, so you guys would pick great ones. I mentioned... I had to mention the Battle of Scarif. The oh, yeah. The garrison. Yep. We, yeah. yeah, that whole bit. You know, the battle itself. Yeah. Again, the landscape. That was my favourite the ground beaches, warfare too. The beaches so. of Scarif. Yeah. And, you know, when you're talking about Saw Gerrera, you also remind me of another scene that... I've always really liked mm. it. It's because of the dialogue. Mm. And it's when Saw, he says something along the lines of, can you bear to look and see the Imperial flag rain above? Mm. And she says, it's not, not a, a problem. Jin says, it's not a problem you if you don't look up. Yeah. Yeah. That that oh, line is just oh, always, oh, yeah. it's, it's that really got to me when yeah. I heard it. I don't know. It's just, I love the symbolism. I love the writing in this film and same with Andor for obvious yeah. reasons. Mm. It's just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So much and better the, than every other project. The, the law and the world building and, and one of my all-time favourite characters is Director Craig, who, yes. of course, is a big part of this film, so he has to be mentioned. Mm. So, it yeah. just pretty much the whole movie, but those those moments are some of the best. I would like to mention that this film did bring this channel together, basically. It yeah. started yeah. us into wanting to talk about it on how much we just loved it and how much we all resonated with everything. And, yeah, so this holds dearly to our channel as a whole, this movie. Yeah. It'll Rogue, kind of be linked to us for a while. Rogue One is, yeah, beyond being a great movie, it's uh, very important and special mm. to us. Yep. Solo, a Star Wars story. Do you want to start? I feel like you yes. are the one who likes this movie the most. I love this movie. I, I We need to mention, this is a completely underrated movie. Yeah, yeah I think it's done so dirty. I, I yep. think it's... it's per- it also was the, the movie to basically kill Disney's whole plot to make individual films between major ones every year which I thought these two were probably one of the better Disney films compared to the sequel trilogy so like what's happening here guys I like to mention that Infinity War did kill this movie in the box office because that movie was the best Marvel movie probably so sad but um this moment oh I love so much the visuals of how it begins to is the Kessel Run yeah I absolutely adore this scene and I love the Imperial Star Destroyer blocking the, the exit and yes. just with the storm around it and Han's quick thinking, the iconic kind of, oh, did the Kessel run in how many f- seconds? 12. 
Parsec. And he always he always makes it lower because he likes to make himself seem better. But that whole scene was shot perfectly. The whole ending of it too, with the escaping of the creatures and the weird things that they go through, it is perfect. This scene, if it was in if it was in any other movie but Solo, would be raved upon a lot. The issue is, is that it's in Solo, <laughs> and then so no one no one really wants to mention it. And I think it is a perfect Han Solo scene, and Solo in the whole movie. So, yeah. Uh, okay, I was. Asking if I could go next because yeah, I've got the exact so. same scene. Again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, uh, I'm gonna add just a few notes. Mm. First thing, this is the first time in, well, when it came out, this was the first time in all of Star Wars that the Imperial Navy felt genuinely They're terrifying. Yeah. Like, I j- yeah, I think it's got to do with the visuals and the fact that it's just this massive big. It takes up. It took up the Imperial whole space. Star- yeah. Like, it shows the scale and the size. And the Imperial yeah. Navy itself is what gave the power to the Empire. Mm. It's how the Emperor got his power over the galaxy. Mm. So the Imperial Navy needs to be shown in such a way. Mm. So, yeah. Um, the only other thing I was going to say is I would probably throw a honourable mention to please, please, um, what I'm thinking. the fight at the end of the movie. Oh, really? Uh, in the that's yacht. Cool. I don't so know good. if that's what you're going to talk about. No. no. Yeah, I, just, I really like uh, the fight between... It's like four different... Participants, Kira yeah. and oh no, Beckett leaves three. Kira and Han and uh, Dryden Boss. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, Dryden Boss. <laughs> Jarvis. Yeah, really liked Jarvis. it. All right. All right, mine was a bit more obscure. Mm. It wasn't well. It was it was the scene. Well, seeing how the Empire kind of functions on a ground level, if that makes sense. The start. Which we saw more of in Andor as well. Yeah. But in this movie, because one of the bits that I really enjoyed is. Han, and we don't even really remember this. No one really remembers. Han fought in the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. He, he fought as a ground trooper. Not yeah. a stormtrooper, just more of a normal army trooper. Yeah. But, like, the, you know the scene when he goes up to the recruiting station? Mm. And they basically, I can't even, they ask him like one question. Mm. They're just willing to hire pretty anyone. much anyone that they can. And that's why we see sometimes they're so useless and sometimes exactly. they're very good. It just depends. Exactly, and I love seeing this sort of... Uh, you know, viewpoint of the Empire mm. uh, rather than more of the, the top levels with the Emperor and Darth mm. Vader and the Imperial, like, Grand Moff Tarkin. Mm. We're seeing more of, kind of, I call it the ground level mm-hmm. and seeing, and there's the scenes where Han has, you know, they're all boots on the ground, they're fighting, there's mm. ATSCs. It looks like an actual war film as mm. well. Yes. Like, even for Star Wars. Period piece. So that was the Battle of Mimban and that was mm. my original one before I changed it. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure, and the viewers can tell me if I'm wrong, mm. The Battle of Mimban, I believe, was the Empire fighting the Empire. They didn't tell them. They, they didn't they? tell them yeah. that they were fighting each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was about. I don't know if it was like crowd Couldn't control remember. or something, but yeah, um, yeah very poor tactical decision making <laughs> by yeah, whoever very, it was. Very bad. Um, but yeah, it's a great, it's a great moment. Yeah, I'm glad just, you said that. And the yeah. visual Same. of Beckett just, yeah. just the whole, you know, and. Just, the whole scene is just amazing. There's too many... I'm trying to think of all these things to say. There's too much. This like, movie feels very Andor-esque in terms of how Han's... The Empire. Yeah, the yeah. Empire. And Han's kind of like a character that has experienced a lot of mm. negative kind of bad things and have been implemented in even the Empire and the Rebels later on. So he's been kind of everywhere. He's done everything yeah, exactly. almost in his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right. That brings us to the end of the uh, films. Mm. Let's go into the shows. What do we want to start with? Animated or? Yeah, we'll start with Clone Wars. Yeah. All right, Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, can I go first? Yeah. Go. Okay. Now, again, I have two moments. I think I'm going to say my first one because the second one, 
I don't think I like as much, and it's more general. Mm. I mean, it was Anakin and Yoda versus Sidious and Dooku in season six. Nice, yep. Um, but that doesn't... What the heck is happening to the screen? Um, <laughs> that was so funny. Is that going to... No. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Nice. Up. So, it was the battle at the end because... I don't know. It wasn't... It didn't actually happen. It was like a memory or something mm. on Yoda's thing. But it was pretty cool. Mm. And seeing Anakin fight Sidious. Yeah. So cool. First time we've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. But the one I'm going with is... From season four, I believe, it's when Obi-Wan goes undercover as <laughs> the a bounty, bounty hunter. Oh, and one moment in particular, the ships have crashed, Cad Bane and Oops. Obi-Wan are like, Anakin's kind of knocked out, mm. and then here comes Ahsoka, jumping up from the cliff. Mm. Her lightsabers make a really weird distorted hum, mm. and then she sits in front of Anakin mm. and just blocks all the lightsaber bolts. She doesn't attack, mm. she just sits there and deflects. Mm. And Lights I think that is yeah. how you do a pure Jedi. Mm. She does not attack, she just defends. defends. And that's what Obi-Wan's very good done. to. Yeah. yeah. And Obi-Wan just says, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was my favourite moment. Right, well, I guess I'll go next. Um, there's just so many arcs to pick from, like all these great arcs, and there's so a few many. other honourable mentions that I'll have, but... As I'm sure most people can guess, because I spoke about it in a Clone Wars episode, so check it out if you haven't listened mm-hmm. to it already, but um, the Umbara arc, mm. I think this is well regarded as one of the best arcs mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons, I think, is because it's more of a clone-based one, mm-hmm. actually, mm. and we all love seeing how the Jedi work, but seeing the clones and making them feel more personal, rather mm-hmm. than kind of, the clones even say it themselves, they're expendable, mm-hmm. and rather than seeing them as such... <clears throat> We see more of, you know, their inner workings. Mm-hmm. And, they're, you know, they're not fully in support of the generals all the mm-hmm. time with Ponkrell, for example, obviously. Yep. And then, yeah, the, the just the colours. I always think of the colours in this yeah. arc. Like, the colours in the darkness kind of bring, makes it a bit mm-hmm. eerie, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the villains coming out of the trees. Mm-hmm. And, and similar to what you were saying with Solo, how the clones are kind of put up against each mm-hmm. other without realising. Yep. With uh, the, the clone armour, so... Ponkrell. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll mention my other... Actually, you go first, and then okay. I'll see if you mention So, them. I'm going to do a bit different to what we've done before. I am not actually going to go into detail on what I love specifically. I'm just going to mention the three moments in particular. Uh, Ahsoka versus Maul Season yeah, 7. That was yeah. one of my yeah. ones. Yeah. Probably one of my favourite fight scenes of all time with the emotion and the stakes that are there. Um, Mortis arc, love it all. Um, and the other one I like to mention is Obi Wan with the Mandalorian armor, and oh, as he ignites, and as he ignites yeah, that's incredible. And he ignites the lightsaber, and you see the whole. A, I think that's an iconic scene. Yes, in the I'm getting chills by just imagining it, and I think those moments just have stuck with me for the longest time. And I just I love them all for their own reasons. And if we one day we might actually do a extensive like arc by arc kind of thing, because wow, I just. There's so much good things about the Clone Wars, oh, yeah. and I think if it was live action, I know the cost. If we're putting logic and reason to the side, if that were live action, it would be raved upon completely. It would be like the best thing from all fiction because the yeah. arcs are so perfect. the The storytelling is perfect. It's just people don't like to watch it because it's animated. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people dismiss it. A lot of people don't think it's proper storytelling and not proper anything. I think it's perfect. So, honestly, there's some dodgy episodes. I don't like the droid episodes that much. <laughs> However, no, not all thing, not every, not anything is perfect. But in my opinion, this is as close to perfection as we can get for a Star Wars thing. So, yeah. Nice. Mm. Well, when you mentioned the Ahsoka vs. Maul in Season mm. 7, that was one of my mentions as well. Mm. And it's just... 
For an animated show, I believe it was motion capture, wasn't oh, it? Unreal. Because I think that's what makes it so good. It's just one of mm. the, the best choreographed fights I've yeah. ever seen. Ever seen. Yeah. And I think the fact that it's animated makes it seem all the better. Even crazier. Yeah. Like, yeah, just... I think you can tell it's motion capture as well. But that's, is... that's where, like, I come in with, like, a bit of... Like, why didn't we not get the same... I know she's older, but why don't we get the same sort of movement and choreography in the circus show? She was the actress who was playing Ahsoka in that. I can't remember her name, but she was, you know, doing flips, side turns. Like, it, it felt natural, but also what we've seen before in the animated where she does. So I'm like, why can't we get the same? But, oh. Yep. Well, I also wanted to mention, just, I'll do it quickly, but the, mm. the Order 66 theme of Ahsoka in mm. Season 7 as well. Season mm. 7 has so many Heartbreaking just moments. banging episodes. Mm. Except for the. So. Uh... Trace and Rafa. <laughs> Other than them. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, we don't yeah. talk about them, but mm. how good was that? Like, even Rex trying to mm-hmm. fight fight off the order. Just yeah, so sad. Everything about that mm. that episode was just fantastic. Mm. Indeed, indeed. All right. Mark, do you want to start us off with Rebels? I'll start, off, start us off with Rebels, sure. Mm. So, I, it's been a while since I've watched it, and I really do like Rebels, but mm. since it's been so long, I found it a bit hard to think of an actual moment. Yeah. So, instead, I went with a character, and I'm sure everyone can guess that it's Thrawn. Mm. Thrawn, I wrote peak Thrawn because <laughs> let's be honest, he wasn't the greatest in Ahsoka. But, but that, this is to interject quickly. He does similar stuff that he does in, in the show too. He loses, mm. but then says that it's it's an acceptable loss. He always it's a Disney. This is something Thrawn. you're stuck on. Yeah, it is Thrawn. because I don't, I don't because apart from like some scenes where he actually won. I know in Ahsoka we barely like he won, but it didn't feel like he did. I understand in Rebels he actually did win, and it felt like he won. But I just don't like how he can't accept the loss sometimes. Well, like, I think what? that's part of his character. True, but like he says an acceptable, he's, he's oh, so, I meant this. I'm like, you don't mean that. He's so like cocky yeah. about his own abilities. He's mm. like, oh, I can't be beaten. I'm always a step ahead, which he is always a step ahead, which is a point I was going to mention. Mm. He's always a step ahead of those he's working against. against. But I think just as a character, and even the way he talks in such a quiet but... Mm well thought out way mm. it's mm. just yeah as a character he's just I think he's one of the best I'd say in Star Wars and he's very well mm. liked so yeah yeah, yeah. you wanna go? yeah I'm just gonna be short and sweet I love Rebels I'm not a big fan of Rebels in terms of its own particular scenes I like it as more of a whole mm. rather than Clone Wars and other stuff where it's like really perfect scenes in my opinion I just think I like Rebels experience as watching it from season 1 to 4 but one that stands out in particular is Kanan's Sacrifice, obviously. Oh, yeah. Emotional, amazing, unexpected in my opinion. I didn't really expect it at the time. I didn't really think, oh, oh. this is the moment he's going to die. Okay, I yeah. thought they were just going to get away and it was going to be something else. You know what I mean? But also in a way, I was like, can he just force push that and then force push himself back onto the ship? Okay. <laughs> anyway, that scene and just another minor one was um, the Trials of the Dark Saber episode. I love that episode. It stuck with me for a long time. The only episode scene where I actually like Sabine too so it's kind of like what but um yeah that episode on its own was honestly peak and I just I just love it so much but Rebels as a whole is very good I just don't think there's as many individual moments that you know like for example season one was very slow there wasn't a lot of great moments but Mm -hmm. as a season as from start to finish I actually really enjoyed it but not individually speaking so yeah I've gone with Chopper blowing up a light cruise at night. No, I haven't. Uh, there was one moment in particular. I mean, it's a, it's a really good show. But I think that this moment that I'm going to mention really brought together the end of a character really poetically mm. and also um, showed the, uh, the nature of another character. So I'm going with 
Obi-Wan versus Maul mm. on Tatooine, season three. Mm. I think it's called Twin Sons, the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the whole episode's about Maul trying to find Obi-Wan. He does. They have this kind of showdown. Mm. And then you see it's Obi-Wan's, you know, desire to protect Luke that really sends and it over the edge. And Maul just gets overambitious, mm. as he always does. Mm. And then he kind of... it's all. I feel like this might sound terrible, but I feel like Maul went into that going, I might lose, but I want to die. Mm. Because well, he's, he's just so gone old. through so much crap in his life. He's so old, too, at that point in time. He's, like, even more frail than Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, if Obi-Wan didn't <laughs> stay in those twin sons, he probably wouldn't have aged so, yeah. you know... Yeah. old <laughs> anyway I just really liked yeah, that's, uh, that that's a good one from, a good 100%, yeah. from I like how how Mole he says something like is, is Luke going to save us or something is he the chosen one he, that's it is yeah, he, he is one. he will avenge us and, and Mole kind of goes gets into peace with that mm. surprisingly yeah. well he's not really the chosen one well to he be brings fair, back the chosen one his so. master the emperor like tortured him and kept him in prison well, he and cast him aside groomed him like Anakin for a long time too you know what I mean and then he, cast him aside yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And he mentions sad. that quite a few times in Rebels as well. Yeah, yeah cast it aside. Yeah. Alright, uh, do you want to do Bad Batch or Tales of the Jedi? We'll do Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Okay. Bad Batch. Um, yeah. Who wants to start? I think uh, I'll go oh, because mine's yeah. simple. Oh, one's yeah. even shorter, but yeah. Uh, you can yeah. Go then. Well, I'm not a big fan of Bad Batch. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. There's some good scenes. I like the scientist stuff in the recent season on World's Planet. You guys will know. Hide Mount Tantus. Yep, that's pretty cool. I actually did like Plan Ninety Nine when um, what's his name Tech, Tech wasn't it? Yeah, sacrificed himself. <laughs> I loved that. I thought it was good. However, I'm not a big fan of the show, so it probably didn't hit me as hard. So that's probably why. But um, short and sweet, good scene. I like the scientist kind of more imperial based stuff in the recent season. Overall, not my favorite show. Uh, fair enough. Well, mm. Mine is more of, again, it's not a moment. I don't think most of mine are moments from here on out. So it's more of the dynamic. <laughs> the vibe. The dynamic between the, the main characters, like mm. brothers. They're all kinds of brothers, but these ones feel especially so like brothers. Yeah. Like, you know, they see themselves as different and therefore the same, mm. if that makes sense. Indeed, in, indeed. In their own way. And even with Omega, I guess, as a sister, but... More so, I feel like those four or five, well, not really Echo, but let's pretend he is. Mm. You know, they're, they're just, they're like actual brothers. Mm. Like, I, I can't put it in any other way. In the Clone Wars, they feel more like comrades, mm. but in this show, they feel more like brothers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I want to mention that and okay. how they compare themselves to the regs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the regs. The nerd, yeah. Mm. Um, I've gone with a specific moment from season two which is Tech and Omega's discussion mm-hmm. um, in the uh, mineral cave. The part where I was almost falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the episode was called, but they get separated. Tech, Omega falls down a, falls down a hole, and then Tech like doesn't even hesitate. He goes straight after her. Mm. And then they kind of sit and wait <laughs> in a lake. Mm-hmm. And it's basically... Hang on, I wrote something here. Yeah. Tech says... No, Omega chastises Tech for, like, saying, you know, why don't you care that Echo's left? Why don't you care that Crosshair's, you know, gone bad? And Tech responds, I may process moments and thoughts differently, but that does not mean I feel any less. Mm. I think that's a perfect way to sum up his character. Mm. uh, Because he's always been kind of the rock. He doesn't show any emotions. Mm 
but and then obviously it's really sad that he uh, passes away mm. in, in the finale. But yeah, I just I really like that moment between two of the probably more underused and uh, uh, people like Tech. Yeah. People don't like Omega. Um, <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I like Omega. Um, I think probably because she's just a typical one that needs saving all the time and gets them more into trouble than... Anyway, I would love to mention, actually, thinking about... I actually do have an honourable mention, which actually might top it. Um, Crosshair's episode... I forgot what it was. Crosshair's oh, episode yes. in the snow. That yeah. is incredible. That's a great one. Love that. That is a great episode. When I watched that episode, I thought, oh, this season's actually going to be all right. You know, it's going to step up a little bit. But anyway, um, that was a really good moment, and I think it's worth a mention. <laughs> and you know what else? It just also reminded me of, mm. of Commander Cody and how... Mm-hmm. And some oh, other yeah, clones, yeah, but yeah. Cody and how he kind Cody of... in particular. He yeah. kind of regrets, in a way. In oh, a I don't know if I'd say regret, and but he kind of starts to second-guess. Question, question, question. Yeah. Does he what? die or does he defect? I don't think he does either. No, he... I do remember... No, because Crosshair was asking at the end of that episode what happened to Cody. Why is he getting... Why is Crosshair getting promoted, not Cody? Didn't they say he's just getting... Like, he's just... They try to make it sound like they haven't left Retiring it. Or yeah, something. they haven't. They're, they're, oh, you're not really okay. sure if he's right. dead or if he escaped, or they're trying to hide it, cover it up to not make Crosshair kind of turn maybe too maybe. bad. Okay, all right. I can't remember what they said okay. for it, but yeah. Alright. Open ended for sure. Tales of the Jedi. I think, think we're going to have similar ones. Mark and I have very similar ones yeah. on it already. So um, if you want to go. I might. Yeah. Uh, I've gone Count Dooku oh, versus... Okay. We've all, oh, we've all got. Well, hang on. I just, yeah. yeah, Count Dooku versus Yaddle. <laughs> So yes, no. no. Well, I was thinking another moment, which I think you guys are gonna flag on. Um, yeah, but I really like, I like seeing Yaddle, be like beast for the first time, really mm. in Star Wars, and she could really hold her own against Count Dooku. Mm. And you can see when Count Dooku does kill her, mm. like under the eyes of uh, Palpatine, mm. it's like he instantly regrets that, mm. and it almost it's sad. It is sad, but. I was going to say, like, it paves the way for him, and you can really look into Attack of the Clones and see his intentions, and even Clone Wars as well, mm. saying, what if I told you that the Senate was under the control of the Dark Lord of the mm. Sith? It's like, he is telling the, everyone what is happening. Telling the truth. He yeah. doesn't want to be, him. <laughs> he doesn't want to be there with Palpatine. He's just been... He, he doesn't agree with the Jedi. He doesn't agree with Emperor. Correct. He just thinks Correct. that the Emperor... Is kind of more controlling of, him yes. and controlling yep. him too. He can't really escape it yep. and go so, back. So I just think that this moment really. First of all, I think it's the moment that Count Dooku does become a Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I really, yeah, this is a great character building moment yeah. for Count Dooku. It's also sad how it's in the spot where we see Count meet up with Sidious and attack the clones too. Yeah, that, that weird yeah, port yeah, area yeah, yeah, of Coruscant. Yeah, yeah. Point. Yep. Which right, is you the guys. perfect segue into mine because yeah, mine's more of the backstory kind mm-hmm. of to Dooku Same. and how it's kind of you already said it kind of how it's like he's, he's dis- turning I, I like to call it his disillusionment with the Republic and the Senate yeah. and the Jedi Order yeah because he he himself and his Padawan who is very close to Qui-Gon mm. have been telling the Jedi Order and the the High Council mm. for a long time of the warning signs yeah but they just comp- completely and utterly ignore them yeah and I, I just the whole he's slowly, slowly turning, and in the first episode of the Dooku so episodes, there's that so senator, good. and he's like, "Corruption like yours must be eradicated." Yeah, like, such it's... a perfect line. He's holding the lightsaber up like this. Yeah, and then in the second episode, when he's talking to like the the 
the senator's guards mm. who assassinate him and they have like a manifesto kind of thing. Mm. And Dooku is telling them like, you know what, I actually kind of agree with what you're saying. You're just going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, be careful yeah. what you're doing. And you can see how Dooku evolves as a character mm-hmm. and this also leads into his more of being a count and the leader of the separatists because mm-hmm. he, I feel like he actually envisions an actual change he wants to see. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's, I don't think he's like the other Sith and he just seeks power. Yeah. He's more of just anti-corruption and wants to see better conditions. He does want to be on the top of it though. He does. He yeah, wants he to does. have his own kind of ruling. And, and when I was watching it, I may be wrong because I can't remember any specific moments from the Clone Wars, mm. but I noticed not in Tales of the Jedi and not in the films, mm. he doesn't, ever have yellow eyes which is typical mm-hmm. of yep. seeing a Sith point. Mm-hmm. so it did give me an idea of perhaps maybe a Coruscant Nights video mm-hmm. whether Count Duke is really a Sith mm. or if he's well, Darth Tyrannus yeah. some people call him but then a lot of other people call him Count Duke even the Jedi don't call him Darth Tyrannus they just call him Duke, Duke. or Count and they only find out towards the end of the Clone Wars that he's, he was he's Tyrannus Ty- Ty- yeah. Tyrannus it's a really so, cool name too though that just doesn't British. get mentioned exactly. Ty- Tyrant yeah, so, yeah, yeah I think I think it would be good to take a dive into Goku yeah, and as a character because I feel like he's not your true he's not your normal Sith yeah no. 100% yeah um what was what were we talking oh yeah um mine's exactly the same as Mark's basically I love that scene especially what resonated with me is how cool the ignitions of both Qui-Gon mm-hmm. and Count was at that time and it was like the music was intensifying these troops were like don't 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 do it kind of thing and they were like you know we need to do this kind of thing and Qui-Gon basically pulling Dooku out of turning mm. right then and there basically just showing how strong their bond is was really good to see and seeing them in the Clone Wars animation like that as younger too was just unreal and I loved it all it was really cool is Tales of the Jedi season 2 in the works I can't remember uh, yes I think there, I think there is okay. but you know what would be cool Tales of the Sith Oh, that'd be cool yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. sick that'd be very cool, cool. Yeah, Emperor background maybe some backstory yeah. but um yeah right? I like that because yeah. Qui-Gon's scene is kind of a different Jedi to the rest because he kind mm. of does more his friend, own thing kind of. outcast kind yeah, of and yeah. I think he gets that from Count Dooku so that's, mm. oh yeah that's 100% yeah. Very, the whole lineage it's just... such an interesting <laughs> dynamic if you think about oh, it oh yeah 100% yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to go on to Andor start the live action shows alright yeah Um, I'd like to mention that Andor has is a great show in my opinion. It just has scenes where I probably wouldn't say there's a particular scene more of an arc or an overall mm. story that I liked more. However, one that sticks with me that mm, it might be mentioned. Oh, I don't think so. But I loved Marva's speech yeah. really a lot. And I know I'm going to do something different here. I'm going to also mention another one straight away is the Mon Mothma behind the scenes of yeah. what she yeah, does. That's great. I think is very good and probably my favourite bits were her and Luthen behind the scenes on Coruscant. Everything with Coruscant I loved actually the most. That's the parts I resonated with more than honestly the Andor bits. Which is funny because it's called Andor but I actually preferred everything else but Andor in this almost. Which is quite... Quite strong, you know, heated, yeah. a bit of an opinion. But my opinion is I didn't really like the side characters. However, I did love Luthen, um, Marva, even Mon Mothma. Those three probably yeah. were my favourite. In, in all honesty, I loved everything that they were in. So anything that they were in, I enjoyed the most. That's where I'm coming from with that and great show. Yeah. Nice. Um, um, who's going? Go? I'll go. Yeah. Uh, well, I've said it so many times. But the prison arc yep. is my all-time favourite arc of the show. But obviously, pretty much the entire my show is is just fantastic. I feel like it starts a bit slow, the, the mm. show. But in terms of the prison arc, what I love about it is 
it keeps you, I feel like it keeps you in suspense sort of and mm-hmm. despair and helplessness. You don't hear what's coming on the outside, which makes you feel like you're on the inside with the prisoners. You mm-hmm. know something's happening, but you don't know what. what? Yeah. yeah. They, you know, there's rumours. You could kind like, of guess, as a viewer, did you guys kind of guess that they were making stuff for the Death Star before it was no. revealed? Um, really? I, I thought, thought it was something, I, don't think, I didn't think it was Death Star because the shape just seemed a bit odd. I thought but, it would be like weapons or something for the death. That's yeah, what I, I thought, thought it might be for maybe like um, ground. Star destroyers or something. Star destroyers or ground, ground, like AT-ATs. I really thought it was that, to be honest, uh, the death star because I was like, they're really not explicitly saying what is being worked yeah. on. I'm like, they probably would have mentioned if it wasn't something so... But obviously that reveal was unreal oh, yeah. and the foreshadow of how he's building it and then dies by it, but also helps to destroy mm, it in the yeah. future. is crazy, mm. crazy yeah. storytelling. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, just, you know, um, I can't remember his, the character's name, the, the other one in the... Kino... Kino... Kino Kino His speech to the prisoners, and I love just, like, the corridors, you know, the sign language between the mm. corridors. Yeah. When they're going, when they're going into the, the workstations. Mm. And they're doing sign language and they're like, yeah. what's going on over there? We yeah. can't, you know, they don't know what's happening, but something 100%. big is happening. And yeah. It's, that's adds, it just adds to the feeling of kind of helplessness mm. and, and in Andor generally, I feel like the Empire is portrayed fantastically mm. more oh, than yes. an actual mm-hmm. villain yep. Yep. more than a clumsy sort of, you know, thing that we've kind of seen. It's, it's bigger than the Emperor and Vader. Exactly. Yeah. The exactly. ISB. Like yeah. just the, the summary, you know, try, uh, trials in court you know, so you're savage. going to prison for like so 10 savage. years you're going for 5 years yeah, just for no reason and literally the, the shore troopers you know mm-hmm. just you're under arrest yep. it makes you actually fear, fear the empire Yeah. and and I would describe it as kind of anxiety inducing mm-hmm. like, with the helplessness again and the prison it makes you feel kind of hard to breathe mm-hmm. just Definitely. for what's going to happen yep. 100% great explanation yeah. uh, I've gone from a I'm not picking a scene I'm picking one line of dialogue Mm. That really resonates with me. And I think it is probably the best written piece of dialogue because of um, its representation of the galaxy. And it's also the name of an episode. Mm. So it's Skeen, the the dirty scoundrel Skeen. Do you guys remember who Skeen is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't a fan of him that much, to be honest. He was the one who Andor shot. Yeah. He was basically suggesting... Right at the start. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. He says, The axe forgets, but the tree remembers. What a perfect mm-hmm. metaphor. Mm-hmm. The acts as the Empire, mm-hmm. they commit so many terrible acts mm-hmm. and they do not care. They forget about it mm-hmm. because they're, they're just, that's what they are. They're ruthless. Yep. But the tree remembers yeah. everyone who's been affected by that. They remember. Everyone who's lost family members, everyone mm-hmm. who's lost friends, they remember that. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good metaphor because the tree obviously will remember being you know, yeah. cut into. Yeah. I just, it's, it's, great. it's great. Such good dialogue. Yeah. And the writers deserve... So, are we... So, We've I don't know how many more times we can praise Andor before mm. it gets too I, much. Honestly, it's just so good. I think this is one of the best written things I've ever seen. Yeah. Like the, I can't, I just can't help but mention the writers every mm-hmm. time I talk about yeah. Andor. Mm-hmm. The writing is just absolutely phenomenal. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next show. What are we doing? Kenobi. Yeah. Kenobi. Can I start? Yeah. All right. Uh, there are some. Average moments in the series. Oh, it is not very good. Probably worse than uh, average. Yeah. Uh, there's one moment that stuck with me, and I think it really shows the full, like, menace of Darth Vader. Oh, we all got very and similar goes, one. You were warned! Yeah. <laughs> what failure would bring when he absolutely terrorises Reva. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Reva, Reva gives some 
you know, Weed. pissy reason yeah. why, you know, it's yeah. okay that they're left. An excuse. Uh, yeah. But I just, that moment of him walking down the, mm. the corridor with a shaky That's cam. Exactly holy shaky Holy. Yeah. Whoa. Well done, yeah. Cooper. That was exactly my one. Yeah. Once. We've got the same one for once. Slightly different a little. Yeah, just, I had, I just had that Vader walking through the corridor and mm-hmm. force choking and lifting yeah. into the air. Like, mm. this is what I consider Vader. Yeah. Like, this, as bad as yeah. this show was, I think it did Vader pretty well. Yeah. yeah. That is similar. I did um, the town. Yeah. yeah the town exactly. one. Okay. I thought that was a bit more Vader-esque because yeah. the other one probably would have had Vader full... Just because he doesn't care about the Inquisitors and yeah. the comics and stuff. He would have just killed her yeah. then and there without even hearing the explanation. Yeah, but doing it to the random civilians just to weed him out was mm. very vile and something yes. I like to see oh, yes. from Vader. Yep. And yeah, that's really it because nice. the rest of the show is pretty... Good. Let's get away from Obi-Wan because yeah, it wasn't a very good show. But Boba Fett. Interesting. Yep. Um... Do you want to go? Yep. Disappointing Book of Boba Fett. Here we go again. <laughs> um, check so, out the video. Yeah, check it out. Um, there's a couple. I would like to say, because I got a couple because one of them's not related to Boba Fett, so I'll say it first. Mando using the Darksaber. <laughs> Best scene, I reckon, from Mando doing something himself, showing how he's kind of angry and kind of really wanting kind of that Grogu back. He's really kind of just more ruthless with what he's trying to, his bounty hunts just to get where he wants yep. to go. Um but I really, really like Boba the the shot with Boba riding the Rancor. I thought that just yeah. looked, that look. I didn't really like that whole final battle, but I really liked seeing the camera pan up to just Boba just absolutely yes, riding that, that and just so taking over. It was really cool. I've got an opinion about the whole Rancor situation. Yeah. The first time we hear it is with Danny Trejo's character, mm-hmm. yes, okay. and he's like, you know, Boba's like, "Can you teach me to ride it yeah. like a bantha?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then the next time we see the Rancor that Boba was riding it. So clearly, in the time that the Mandalorian stuff happened... He was just practicing... He was practicing riding the Rancor, which I feel like would have been cool to see, not going to lie. And we didn't get any. But we got down the the Bantha. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I thought that was a really good shot. And one that sticks with me when I do think of Boba, even though I don't like that show really at all. So yeah, it's great. It's better than Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's so bad. Obi-Wan is so bad. The last two episodes of Obi-Wan just stepped it up for me. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that was better than a lot of... I think there's moments from Boba that are better. Yeah, okay. But, man, that gang with the speeder bikes. Yeah. That's so bad. That's probably the worst thing ever implemented (laughs) in the Star Wars. Like, even worse than the helmet slap from... Oh, (laughs) I don't know. That's bad. I don't know. Baseball, maybe baseball's worse. Baseball Baseball's probably worse. That's probably worse. Don't get me going with baseball. But seeing them go... Like they're, they're acting like they're going so fast, yeah. <laughs> so slow, oh. and then oh, brightly coloured doesn't suit it at all. Just no, horrendous. Yeah, right, well, mine, yeah. mine was, I think again another well-regarded part of the show mm. as opposed to some of the other things mm. is the Tuscan Raider flashbacks yeah. mm-hmm. and seeing the dynamic with Boba Fett yeah. and and kind of learning the ways of the Tuscan Raiders mm. as, as opposed to just having them as well quoted as sand people who just kind of fire upon outsiders. So I thought that was, that was a lot of fun. We got to see kind of their culture. Mm. And I honestly found it a bit more interesting than the rest of the actual yep. show. Which is yeah. sad because, you know, well, it shouldn't have been the best part. But yep. it was. So mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Valid. Valid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got two shows two left. left. Yep. Um, which one would we like to... Do we save Ahsoka the Let's... last? Oh, okay. Let's do Mando first. Yep. Let's do Mando right. first. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do it first because I don't want anyone else to take it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Fair. I made you guys yep. do it. Uh, this was my most shocking moment and the one that really surprised me the most and the one where I'm like, oh man, this show's really stepping up. It is 
I don't know if it's the... No, it's not the last scene of season one. Uh, Moff Gideon emerges emerging from the TIE fighter with the Darksaber. Second last. Whole, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy moly, that mm-hmm. gave me goosebumps. I'm like, yeah. first Darksaber... Oh, like, wait, no, no, no. Dark Dark Saber? Oh, that, that's the final. That's the final. Yeah, oh, okay, when yeah. he has the dark yeah, I thought you mean when he's first yeah, coming no, no, no. out. Yeah. And then he stands mm. on top of the TIE fighter with yeah. him. Oh, yeah, that was so yes. Good. That, was so that good. is Moff Gideon. That's prime Moff Gideon. <laughs> Season 1 and 2, Moff Gideon were really good, in oh, my yeah. opinion. Yes. yes. Sorry, was... yeah. Anyway, that's. Yeah. I, hope, I hope I didn't take your guys' as well. No, Actually, you didn't. Yeah. yeah, good. Good. Surprising because Moff Gideon, I would always love to mention as my favourite, and I didn't even write him down in this at all. So. Um, but my obvious, obvious one is Luke showing up. Yeah. Seeing oh, yeah. Prime Luke as someone who was so angry. Thank with, you for calling him Prime Luke. Yeah, Prime Luke. So angry with seeing him in the movies was unreal. And honorable mention, I know you're not going to have it, so I'm going to say it. I mean, if you do have it. Man of culture. Um, is the opening Mando scene in season one where he's going for the bounty that we first see and he pulls that guy through the door and then oh, he gets that blue guy. Just oh, so cool. Yeah. Set the tone perfectly for the show, in my opinion. Show, and that was the prime reason why I love Mando. Just doing his job, doesn't care about anyone else. That's what I loved. I loved yep. it so much. I was going to mention season mm. one and two, obviously, were the mm. better parts of the show. And yeah. Season one, I feel like season one, I could almost say, is one of my favourites. It's probably my so favorite, many. yeah good bits about the show like I spoke a few weeks ago with mm. the Bill Burr episode yep. where they stormed the Imperial base mm. that's a great moment mm. one of my favourite scenes is when it's season 2 but yeah. was, is yeah. when um, Mando first finds Grogu yeah, oh, yeah. In the first or second that's episode well. that was the end of the first one wasn't yeah, it yeah, that's a great that episode like, what was a scene like I did have just as in general Grogu as a character but that yeah. scene in particular but like I 18. feel like Grogu he was such an important part in especially yeah. season one and two, but I feel like he got sidelined kind of. In I reckon he three. needed to stay longer with Luke too. Yeah. That was the thing. And just, I love how like Mando became protective of him, and mm. you know the little squeaks that he makes, the force. Yeah, he's very you know, cute. The fact yeah. that he can use the force. Yeah. I feel like that's my favorite part of the show. Just yeah. and just as you said, going and doing bounties, mm. kind of the Western thing. It started out as everyone knows, it's kind of a Western thing. Yep. But I feel like it kind of drifted away from that. It did slowly. a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that earlier earlier Mando probably the better. Yep. That's probably what I'd say is my Def- favourite. Definitely. I've got I've got this I'm just gonna mention guys. Since maybe I'm gonna say since maybe the rise of Skywalker, I have been um in my head as I'm listening to you guys, I have been playing Balin's theme in my head <laughs> over and over again. Do- Doom, doom. So I've been thinking of that because my favourite scene was actually Balin versus Ahsoka before the flashback oh, episode. Oh, yeah, that was great. Oh, because episode four, four Cetos. Yep. Yeah. Um, not the whole episode, just... Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole episode actually probably overall was because it had so much action and stuff. But, yeah. like, just... I keep replaying the... When he goes into the lightsaber and you just hear his theme intensify and it really just shows his dominance and how strong of a character he is and yep. goosebumps again even thinking about it because I already know you guys are maybe going to mention the, obviously the next episode after yes. because that was so perfect but I just have to mention that that was so good I loved it so much nice that's mine for Ahsoka it's been a long journey we're finally at the last project yeah. so yeah. Um, I think I have to say as you mentioned episode yeah. 5 was the best episode of Ahsoka by yeah, far unreal seeing Hayden Christensen back as Anakin mm. seeing even as Darth Vader yeah the clone war the live action clone wars was fantastic <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like you know cameo of Rex yeah cameo. what, what yeah. more could we want than some lightsaber he looked fights. really good by the way he, really oh, good it was great yeah. it was great yeah. and and even some yeah lightsaber fighting mm. 
the challenges, you know, the mental or ethical mm-hmm. challenges with Ahsoka. Yep. Even when she was young, she was yeah. saying, is this loss of life really worth? Yeah. Is it really? Is we're not keepers really of the, worth? you know. Yeah, we're, we're not keepers. keepers the, we're not keepers of the peace. No, we're we are soldiers. Keep, yeah, well, yeah. That's yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, just episode five itself yeah. was just my favorite Very moment good. of the show. So. Yeah. Mm. Yep. All right, I've been entrusted to finish. Yep. The Some the best moments. If you've enjoyed uh, the video, that's mm. fine. You're still listening. Uh, give us a. Like and a yeah. uh, subscribe. Congratulations be... if you made it this far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, hope you, we hope you've enjoyed it. And if you want more content like this, yeah. obviously subscribe and notification bell, and yep. you'll get more uh, videos from us. Mm. My favorite moment from Ahsoka is not from episode five. Is not Ooh. from episode four. It is from episode six. The climb. No. Ooh. It is. And this is very obscure. This mm. is not something that I don't think you guys would ever pick in your life. Probably not. But I appreciate it because of what I've been through with Star Wars. Mm. Balan's take and acknowledgement of the treacherous cycle between the Jedi yeah, and the Sith. I love Sith. that bit. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. sick. I thought you were going to mention just, something with Ezra. <laughs> no, I just think that this is the first time we've mm. heard it from... The, other the perspective of someone in the middle who's trapped mm. in the middle mm. who just doesn't want to see this Both. war keep going around one person takes over then the other then the next and it just keeps going around mm. I love writing about it because mm. I think it's such an ethical dilemma mm. like how do you prevent that mm. but just hearing Balin finally acknowledge it and obviously he's got a plan to try and which we stop that which we're not going to find out um, maybe I just I really do appreciate that and although it's not like the action fast-paced stuff mm. like Anakin versus Soka or whatever mm. I just think from a character standpoint and from a galaxy standpoint mm-hmm. and from my viewpoint I think it was just perfectly written 100%. and Balin overall yeah Balin is a character yes. he needs, he was a he needs his yes. own mention but mm-hmm. this moment in particular really grabbed my attention mm-hmm. so 100% I would easily watch a show all about Balin oh 100%. everyone any day of the week yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway. Well done, guys. We've made it to the We've end. Made it to the end. Wow. Was... So, 20 projects and Whew. quite a lot of different scenes. Quite a lot of discussions. Yeah. Um, like I said, like, subscribe if you do enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to Ben and Keita, our patrons, mm-hmm. as usual. Uh, they are always very supportive of us. If you'd like to uh, join them as our patrons, go to the link in our Instagram bio. All our social medias are at Coruscant Nights. Mm. Uh, a big... Thank you from Mark and I yep. to everyone who checked out our recent video on where well, we played Star Wars Battlefront in 20, uh, from 2015. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun making it and had a lot of fun moments in that. Yep. So we, we do appreciate all the support and the people who liked the video. Uh, yeah, it was really great. Um, and guys, rip not having Battlefront on my PlayStation since yeah, I yeah, transferred yeah. over from Xbox. Yeah. So oh, I don't yeah. have any of that. But it was good. Good watch. And yeah. I think... It was already kind of discussed that we probably want to do more gaming videos anyway, okay. and more throwback retro ones, even mm-hmm. like the Lego Complete Saga yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be fun to do. So yeah, stay yeah. tuned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to mention? Nope. No, just no. thanks, thanks everyone yeah. for yeah. watching and listening. Yeah. Yep. Thank you very much. All right, we'll catch you next week for the final podcast of the year. Ooh. Ooh, thanks guys. See you guys. See you guys. Later.